You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. The business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. Welcome to the business of cannabis. I am Dave Sky. Uh, my co-host Matt Cook is still on leave. Uh, but he'll be back soon. I like to start each show by uh, stating our mission here. So let's get that out of the way. So you'll, you'll all understand why uh, more than 115,000 listeners tune into the business of cannabis each week. We promise to bring you the most relevant, groundbreaking, innovative business stories from the cannabis front lines. The latest in cannabis brands and services, innovations in retail, software, distribution, marketing. To put it bluntly, a hard look at the hard realities of making money in the cannabis industry. I'm particularly looking forward to chatting with my guest today, Nick Soziak, CFO of Canara Biotech, a Quebec, Canada-based producer with some 1.65 million square feet of cultivation space. And Chris Walker, president and COO of Hoodie Analytics, who, as their name suggests, at least the second part, are leaders in the data mining and uh, analytics field. Uh, Connor's acclaim is one of the boldest I've heard. They will be the lowest cost producer of the highest quality, quality cannabis. Okay, so you've got my attention, but how do you do that? I'll be asking, believe me, because if they can do it, then Connor is a name to pay attention to. And spoiler alert, they've been profitable the past four quarters. So um, yeah, they've, they've got my attention. A hoodie analytics, uh, maybe they don't make quite so bold a statement, but their promise is bold enough, and it certainly re- it relates more to the entire industry. Use hoodie analytics, and you will win the battle. Data, information, metrics, that's where the real battle for the consumer will be won or lost, in their view. Get data from us, you make better decisions about your products and your locations, and your marketing and your sales. And over the long term, that will win out. So, okay, again, Chris Walker of Hoodie Analytics, you have my attention. So how do you do it? What data am I getting that's so valuable? Is it difficult to use this data? And what are the different ways that I can use it? I hope I'm on my game today because I have some difficult questions to ask and the answers truly do speak to how the cannabis industry will evolve over the next couple of years. These answers will, uh, certainly not completely, but to some extent, they will define what success means for retail cannabis. So join me as I speak to Nick Soziak of Canara Biotech and Chris Walker of Hoodie Analytics here on The Business of Cannabis. Welcome back to The Business of Cannabis, I'm Dave Sky, and I'm going to be joined by Nick Soziak of Canara Biotech. 
which is a vertically integrated producer of premium grade cannabis and, and, and cannabis dry products for Quebec and the Canadian markets. Uh, now this is what interests me, the company's mission, and this is their words, to deliver craft quality products at scale and at disruptive retail pricing. So they're leveraging uh, Quebec's low electricity and labor rates. Um, they own two uh, large Quebec-based facilities spanning some 1.6 million square feet, providing over 125,000 kilograms of uh, cultivation. Uh, they have three brands in the market, Tribal, which is their flower, Nuds, which is their bulk pre-rolls, and Orchid, which is sort of a CBD dominant uh, brand. Now, Nicholas, uh, interestingly, practiced accounting at two of the big four accounting firms, had a brief stint in real estate before realizing he was born out of his mind and wanted to get into cannabis world. So welcome to the cannabis world, uh, Nicholas. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate your time. Um, now, your self-declared goal produce craft level, highest quality cannabis at scale at disruptive pricing, which, okay, that sounds impossible. So how do you do it? <laughs> like yeah, everyone wants to do that. I want the best stuff. I want it to be super cheap and I'm gonna use economies of scale. It sounds good. Too good to be true. Over to you, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, an unfair question or to start with, a little means no, but you, but I mean, you said it. It's, it's our words, right? Um, this is what we've uh, you know publicly came out and told the market uh, that uh, is our strategy. Um, so that is exactly what Canara Biotech is and, and what our three brands are, Tribal, Nugs, and, and Orchid CBD. Um, just to give context, uh, we're, mm -hmm. we're still a new company. Um, we, we, we got pretty much, we went public uh, in uh, early uh, 2019 under uh, uh, the ticker LOVE. Uh, we're trading under oh, the TSX, nice yeah, the TSXV, the OTCQB, uh, as well as Frankfurt. Um, we got, uh, we purchased our building in 2019, our first building in 2019. We had to go through a year cultivation uh, licensing process. So we only got our license in 2020. And then we were only able to sell cannabis in 2021. So we're pretty much about a year into our operations. And uh, so we're, we're relatively a new company, but we're, we're, we're coming in as disruptors. Um, so, so that's why we had a strong value proposition and we built a strong value proposition uh, was because of that. So your, to your question is, how do we do that? Um, you don't it, have to it, give away the secrets, but just no, <laughs> like but it, what it, can it, you tell me? Yeah, definitely. There, there's, there's a couple of factors. So first, it's, it's our dedicated team and our passionate team at all levels, at the employee level and at the C-suite level. Um, my, me, myself, I'm the CFO, uh, CPA by trade. Uh, so I take care of all the financing, all the capital market stuff, all the investor relations and all that uh, treasury of the company. Uh, but I'm also uh, very, very passionate about cannabis, and uh, it's truly, honestly, my dream to be in this position. Uh, so, so I'm involved in marketing. Uh, you know, I'm one of the creators of, the, of our brands. Uh, I'm involved in the Hash Lab, uh, making all the product formulations, all our different derivative products. Uh, I'm involved with the the operation team, refining their processes. Um, so, so really involved in uh, also sales and marketing. I do all the sales for the organization. Uh, so very involved in all parts of the organization because I'm passionate about the company as well as the, the, the industry and the product. And so is our CEO. So what, what one, one good thing or cool thing that came out of this is that our CEO, uh, through learning and, and building this operation, um, he became an expert cultivator. Uh, he's probably on his hundredth grow by now 
uh, of over 2,000 square feet in each room in our old facility. Um, and he just found a green thumb, an honest green thumb to cultivating cannabis. And, and he wanted to learn, he comes from an IT background. Um, so he wanted to learn the science behind it. He wanted to create a kind of computer machine that would process these cannabis plants from A to Z with the right labor, with the right SOPs uh, to generate the highest quality of cannabis. So he came in with that objective. He achieved that objective. I came in we have the objective of making sure uh, we build a financially sound company. Uh, we get our cool brands out. We get genetics that people like that. Uh, and we, we, we only release products that consumers uh, appreciate. So our premium and that, and for us, that's why we, you know, uh, went for the highest quality uh, uh, products across all of our portfolio. Second, in order to do that, we knew, knew that we had to control the vertical uh, because from derivative products all the way just to the dry flower, um, it's all about the cultivation. So we decided to own our own assets and build our own assets. So we bought our first okay. 625,000 square foot uh, square feet building uh, in Farnham, Quebec. We uh, we carved out 170,000 square feet of that building for cannabis operation, and that was our first uh, that was our first facility. Gotcha. And then in uh, June of last year, we acquired a 1 million square foot uh, hybrid greenhouse from the Green Organic Dutchman. Um, and we, it's basically 24 zones of 25,000 square feet of cultivation space. We're premium growers, so we, there was a bit of hesitation for greenhouse growing. So what we did is invest additional capital into the hybrid greenhouse to convert it into an indoor facility. Wow. So now, so now we're cultivating, we're operating two facilities, uh, pretty much indoor conditions so that we can continue um, maintaining our value proposition of highest quality cannabis. Um, and because we control the vertical, we're able to do that on a consistent basis, and that provides, uh, um, you know, uh, good reputation and brand loyalty to our brands. And uh, and then all that in order to achieve the last piece, which is disruptive pricing. We are built in Quebec. Our assets are built in Quebec, and we chose Quebec because it has the lowest cost of electricity in the country, which is the biggest cannabis cost input. Right. cannabis cultivation. So by, by, by being built in Quebec and having that uh, flexible or, or low cost of electricity, I'm able to pass down the cost to the consumer through my MSRP and my retail pricing across all my SKUs and still achieve gross margins of 40 to 50% wow. across all my portfolio cool. um, and, and continue like that. So uh, ever since we went retail a year ago, uh, we're a public company. We have our fourth, we just released our Q2 2022 about a day ago. And it's our, four, it's our fourth quarter of positive, positive EBITDA um, in an wow. industry that's struggling, uh, right? So, sure. and, 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 and while we are uh, growing our capacity drastically. So right now we acquired our Valley Field facility. It's uh, like I said before, it was about a million square feet. That was the second one, right? That's the second one, right? So we acquired it in June. And, and it has 24 zones of 25,000 square feet and then additional rooftop greenhouses and all that. But what we're concentrating is on the, the 24 zones of 25,000 square feet of pure cultivation space. Um, we're activating those, uh, those facilities going forward, right? And we're already on our fourth, as of today, we're on our fourth uh, zone that's activated, which is about 200% uh, production uh, footprint increase from my Farnham facility. Wow. Yeah, let me so, uh, let me ask you, like, uh, to jump on that. And I, I don't mean to ask such hard questions, but I find this so fascinating. It's nice to talk to someone who's in the middle of it. 
you know, it seems like you're straddling two levels, like two, two paths. One is cannabis being a commodity. So we're going to grow it at scale in large volumes, taking economies of scale um, and taking those advantages. I get that you're smart to be building, you know, you're building near the mine. You need the minerals, you're building next door. So it's cheaper that way. That's cool. You got the electricity. But then at the flip side is we want to produce this incredibly um, unique craft cannabis. How do you balance that? So the question is, is, is in what is defined by craft, right? Yeah, that's part. Yeah, exactly. What is defined by craft? What is defined by premium, right? So that, that you know, we, we, we define craft as premium cannabis because there's an attention to detail to it. Um, the, the genetics were chosen for a certain purpose. There was choosing gotcha. their THC content, their terpene content. Right. Um, they go, uh, you know, they go through their full flowering life cycle. Um, and then early on, we that then becomes really a post-harvest process before what is craft and what's just grown at scale. Huh. And early on, we decided to adopt a craft post-harvest process. And we built our total operations around this craft. So we already took on that cost early on and built that into our production footprint. So we built, rather than using uh, extra space for extra flowering, we said, no, this will be post-harvest process. Hmm. So we've done that decision. That's part of our model and part of our assets. So um, you know, we follow that craft from, from the beginning. We pay attention to the genetics we select. We, pay, we allow the flower grow to its full life cycle. And then, we, then it goes through our craft post-harvest process where we hang dry the products, we hand trim the products for the top ends of the, of the plant, and then we package it uh, uh, within a, a perfect humidity temperature control. We built that SOP. That's how our employees are building, are working our, our operation. And that's how we define our quality. And, and you know, we just continue going that and we're achieving those gross margins uh, and, and that profitability uh, with our current operation. Yeah, it's a fascinating market in the sense of what, what and it's still maybe a little no, uh, new, the industry to that, that the customer will appreciate that attention to detail. I mean, you can say what you want about McDonald's, not to badmouth them too much, um, or here in Canada, Tim Hortons, but it's not the highest quality product. <laughs> people like it, though, and they sell a lot of it. And some people seem to think cannabis, the, the attention to detail that you're articulating with is, is misplaced because ultimately it won't produce sales. So that's, that's I would argue that that's untrue. There's a big shift right now in, in, in the industry okay. um, from first movers uh, in the industry who focused on uh, scaling uh, very fast and producing, you know, scaled cannabis, call it, uh, right. where, you know, it was just, just put out and onto the market. And then you had the second wave producers who kind of had limited funds, had to figure out how to mm. differentiate themselves from the first movers. And had to and put that extra thought into their genetic selections, their products, their packaging, their SKUs. And we see that shift going from first movers to second movers in the market share right now. Because the price difference between what, uh, because there's also a price compression going on between the high quality and the low quality. Right. Um, you know, the second wave producers, because they've been diligently uh, able to uh, build their operation, they're able to offer competitive pricing and better quality and, and that's it's where the market, yeah it's, it's that's so interesting like 
shifting yeah, like, and we see that demand in, in consumer uh, in consumer uh, purchases. It's so interesting because all you hear is first in, first in, first in, you must, and, and maybe, maybe not so much. Um, certainly in Canada, you, a lot of the first in big players are suffering uh, terribly, I guess, when they, they spent money, which maybe they shouldn't have. Yeah. So as a testament to that, I mean, um, you know, there is a big issue of oversupply and uh, cannabis companies okay. with uh, with inventory, vaults of inventory, uh, unsold inventory. If you're focused on creating premium grade cannabis, you don't have an inventory problem. We don't have an inventory. Wow, problem. that's interesting. All our product, we sell our product out every week, um, unless you're demanding too much of a high price for that high quality. Right. And then your demand uh, uh, drastically falls. So where we want to be is because we have the scale, we want to be a true Canadian cannabis player uh, by off by delivering that kind of scale, that kind of pricing, and that kind of quality to be a real force in the Canadian cannabis industry. We are talking to Nick Soziak of our biotech, um, looking to disrupt the Canadian market uh, by doing something pretty scary. If I was a competitor, fantastic quality product delivered at a very uh, disruptive price um, with great variety. So, whoa, okay, that seems unfair, <laughs> joking, but I don't know. On some level, it's a very powerful offering. Um, let's... Okay, so now these mar- products are out on the market. What take me through some of the brands, your brand strategy when you from the you know the because you've been there almost since the beginning from when this I company started to where you are now. Uh, why are, why are you at where you are with these three different brands? CBD, you have the bulk and pre rolls. You have a flower. Take us through that thought process. Uh, uh, yeah, so very on because we wanted to control the vertical. Um, we were focused on premium grade products uh, as, a, as a core strategy to our company. When we built our brands, we didn't build them based on quality. So there's no differentiation between quality across our brands. They come out, oh, of, the, okay. they come out of the same facility, out of the same grow rooms, out of the same, with the same attention to detail. Um, so where we decided to differentiate brands is in market segmentation. Um, and, and because we are priced, our value propositions high, we believe that our value proposition will be, you know, great for new entrants who are looking for uh, a good price cannabis or experienced connoisseurs that just want a, a great deal. Right. Sure. Um, so tribal tribal came to be where it's, it's a simple, uh, simple arrangement of, 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 of formats yet sophisticated in the genetics and the world of cannabis. So Tribal's objective is to teach people and, 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 and give access to people uh, about the variety of genetics at the terpene flavors uh, and the THC contents. So Tribal is really pheno hunting and searching for new genetics. Canara, our company has over 700 genetics that uh, are, are exclusive to uh, our company that we continuously uh, invest and, and pheno hunt for. It takes about a year to find a new genetic. Uh, we do multiple at a time, uh, but we currently have always have that R&D process. And the thought with, with tribal is to bring those genetics into tribal where we have array of 10 to 15 different genetics across different terpene, uh, uh, different uh, sativas, indicas, hybrids, different terpene profiles. So if, you're, uh, if you like your uh, lemony, then you're more on the terpene right. Side or uh, if you like your beta mercine, um, so really the top level of terpenes, and then comes down a graded schedule of formats. 
uh, which you'll get 3.5 gram, which is our, our best seller right now, 3.5 gram dried flour. Um, we, we package that in a, in a, in a hermetically sealed tuna can. Uh, we put on the package date, the oh, harvest cool. date on the can, uh, because again, we, we, we're confident that the harvest date and the packaging date is, is so fresh that when a consumer looks at both of them, they can appreciate what's inside the, the can without actually opening the can because that right. can't do that uh, at a point of sale. Of course, yeah. Um, so, so then tribal, you'll have your three and a half gram uh, format. You also have pre-rolls, which is on market right now. It's 2.5 gram, uh, sorry, five pre-rolls of 0.5 grams. Um, and then you'll have, we ha we're launching our live resin vape carts and our live resin dabbable extracts. So when you go to tribal, you'll say, which genetic terpene profile, which flavors do you like? I like, a, you know, a, a minty, we'll select you gelato mint. And then you'll ask, okay, well, how do you like to consume it in 3.5 gram flour, pre-roll, live resin vape carts or live resin uh, dabbable products. Gotcha. Super simple, a, straightforward. Exactly. Easy. Simple, yeah. but yet sophisticated through right. genetics and, and, and really letting the consumer explore the uh, different genetics. Gotcha. Uh, then our second brand comes Nugs. Uh, Nugs is really just more of a grassroots, uh, really cannabis culture brand where we can be more fun, or like more flexible uh, with the uh, with the brand. So uh, in in Nugs we we select a couple of genetics and then we do it in different formats. We have it in 3.5 gram format. We have it in ounce bags. We have it in pre rolls. Uh, we also do our solventless uh, derivatives in Nugs. Uh, and we'll continue introducing edibles, beverages, really okay. fun, you know, it is fun. more of a flexible. <laughs> that is more fun. That exactly. name is more fun. I'll okay, give you so that. It's more of a flexible <laughs> brand for us. And then gotcha. Orchid CBD really focuses on CBD type uh, products and, and flower derivatives. So we have our CBD runs 3.5 gram format and pre-roll. Uh, we're launching CBD oil formats under our Orchid CBD brand. Uh, and then, you know, just continue innovating in the uh, CBD realm of, uh, of uh, products. So you see and, CBD, and that, you see the medicinal CBD side being important to you guys? It, more so on the recreational. So we're not medicinal, we're more so recreational. And okay. we believe that the CBD complements THC. Um, gotcha. So where, 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 where the market right now is really hungry for THC, um, you know, Orchid CBD is slowly building its portfolio until the market realizes the benefit of having THC and CBD in, in the same product, uh, that they complement each other. Uh, that's where Orchid CBD is eventually, but it's a slower segment, but that, right. that, that one of our brands to, to build, uh, build that. And, 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 and really it's, you know, we'll potentially introduce a couple of more brands, but those are three flagship brands. All our products uh, for the next couple of years will be fitting into those those brands and uh, we're we're expanding our distribution channel. We're only in Quebec. We're move. Uh, we just start uh, started selling in Ontario. We're moving across Canada as we scale up each room. Like I said before, we're about to look out Canada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we we've got a lot of growth space now, and every coming. month we're turning on a new zone. Neat. And yeah. it's just execution, execution for us, heads down, right. and deliver continuous uh, the products that we're we're delivering. Would you so? Putting your crystal ball in five years, what is Canera? What kind of company is it? Or are you already on that path and you know what you're going to be? Yeah, I think the next two years is really where we execute Valley Field and it becomes a, a, a gigantic machine that's, right. that's cultivating premium quality cannabis at scale. Um, that, that's being sold all across Canada in, in, in large amounts, large volumes. Uh, we have other projects within our own assets that we can do. Um, we can double uh, on the land itself. We can double our whole uh, square footage. 
uh, with the land and license that we have now, so we can organically grow within Jeez. our site, yeah. double the capacity. Uh, but really, it's really uh, creating, you know, a first cannabis company in Canada that's growing premium cannabis at scale, uh, that has a sound process assets from start to finish. Um, and then potentially that that can get replicated in 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 you know other markets like the U.S. Uh, as they uh, federally legalize. We have been talking to Nick Soziak at uh, Canera Biotech. I might not have pronounced that right the first time, but I it is I'm, I think that's right this time. Canera Biotech, a, that is an interesting, well thought out plan. Whether it works or not, I'll leave that to you. But that I'll give you. I'll, 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 I'm impressed by that. It's a vision, are you going for it? And it'll work or it won't, but at least it's not muddied by lack of clarity. So I'll, yeah, I'll compliment you on that. <laughs> we've definitely been on this mission for about two years and uh, you can see our track record. Uh, we've, been, we've been hitting all our milestones. Um, we, we're, we're very, very passionate about this business uh, across the whole organization. And, and we, we do truly feel that we have a, a real opportunity here. Well, positive EBITDA over the last four quarters, now you're saying to me. That's um, great. Okay, well, it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> you can keep your job, uh, but you're only as good as your last quarter, so keep working. Um, thank you, Nick. Thanks for that. That was uh, Thanks for giving us sort of an inside uh, tour of your new facility and, and this business, which I think uh, people are going to be hearing a lot more about. Um, so, Nick, uh, go to uh, www.canera.com dot ca that's c-a-n-n-a-r-a canera.ca to check out this pretty dynamic uh cannabis company uh, nick thanks for your time really enjoyed talking to you thank you david thank you for having me and we'll be back with more of the business of cannabis the business of cannabis is brought to you by cash tech currency products north america's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers cash recyclers smart safes software and services Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. And welcome to the business of cannabis. And I'm going to be joined by Chris Walker of Hoodie Analytics. Uh, Chris is co-founder, president, uh, chief commercial officer. Uh, Hoodie provides data insights uh, for the cannabis industry on basically every skew in, in practically every dispensary in every state. Um, as they claim every day, uh, analyzing data from over uh, 800 dispensaries in North America. Chris, uh, 8,000, 8, David, 8,000. I said 800. I, I apologize. <laughs> 8,000. Um, so uh, Chris is also the co-founder of Big Chalk Analytics, um, which is a technology enabled analytics consulting firm, connects companies with analytics, insights, talent, cool. And prior to Hoodie at Big Chalk, uh, Chris was SVP at Nielsen, the media analytics audience insight people. Um, so uh, lots to talk about analytics, uh, data, how can we incorporate that in, the, uh, in, in, in our everyday uh, cannabis world. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, David. It's great to be here, man. Yeah, so um, 
I'll build you up now 10 times now that I've decreased the number of dispensaries. But I love it. Just tell them 8,000. Yeah, but yeah. that's an impressive number. <laughs> that's practically every dispensary in North America, give or take. That's a huge number. Um, but before we get into what Hoodie does, give me a bit, because it's an intriguing background. You're SVP, you're at Nielsen, you're at a huge company, and, and yet you leave to, to form that. Just give us a bit of the background of how that happened. So I, um, you know, with, I was I was fortunate uh, to be in data and analytics roles with some amazing companies and some amazing leaders and people, uh, you know, through you know through uh, the early stages of my career and uh, obviously culminating at at, at Nielsen. Um, you know, I, for those of you who don't know, uh, you know Nielsen is you know Nielsen really is the 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 global leader in in data. You know. And you know anywhere there's data and connected with a, a person or a product, Nielsen's there to measure it and to help clients and, and customers do stuff with that that information. Um, so uh, part of the large organization for many years, I uh, ran most of their business in Australia and New Zealand um, for a while, and um, you know did decide to kind of leave and start my own firm with a, a couple of uh, co-founders um, about five years ago. Um, and our our goal really was to uh, you know to to really help emerging channels and emerging brands build out their CPG toolkits, um, you know, we, you know, all of us in our previous lives had had been working with the Nestle's and Procter and Gamble's and Coca-Cola's of the world to to help them make more money leveraging data and insights. Yeah. And well, I haven't heard of them, but keep going. Oh yeah, most right. people haven't. And, yeah. uh, and you know, and, and so we we felt that there was uh, there was an opportunity to enable those you know, more emerging brands to do that to do something similar and. And so, so anyway, uh, so we went on a, a great run with Big Chalk. It's still a, it's still a very successful uh, organization that we're proud of. Um, cool. But as you can appreciate, with that vision um, about five years ago, uh, that was a right around time where you had all of this amazing talent coming from CPG into cannabis. And so we found a, a huge um, and welcoming market and an audience in the cannabis space, and uh, and so we yeah you know, we were I was fortunate enough to uh, to get connected with a number of MSOs and brands, um, you know I, it really you know, about three and a half four years ago, and you know and helping them uh, you know really manage their data, organize their data, um, you know allow their data to work hard for them, such that they can as they started moving from gut feel based decisions to data driven decisions and yeah it's, yeah it's interesting to just jump in that yeah it really coincides with sort of the rapid professionalization of cannabis uh where all of a sudden you not only you're, you're getting people saying i want this and now suddenly yep. well it's one thing to say you want it but it isn't there and now Clearly. you have exactly. to step in on both sides talent and also yep. something like hoodie like, yep. a, like, oh, okay, I want more data. I want to organize it, but what do I do? Um, so take us a bit bef before we drill down and oh, give us an overview of Hoodie Analytics and what it does in, in broad strokes. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, and I, I mean, just just to kind of fast forward, you know, the uh, the 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 story on the the I guess the origin story because it's important for defining what hoodie is. Um, okay. you know, we we developed a lot of expertise obviously in cannabis and in in ways of leveraging data to help MSOs and brands and dispensaries make more money in cannabis. Um, and there's a variety of things there. Uh, fortuitously I was introduced to uh, my co-founder, um, a guy named Wes Shepard, 
who basically came out of the technology space. And so, you know, Wes had previously built and sold a company. Um, it was the it was the first global price pricing management company called Channel IQ. But the platform that he had been developing um, in the in his new in his new organization was exceptional at taking massive amounts of data and rapidly ingesting it and, and translating it into in, insights, leveraging AI and machine learning, right? artificial okay. intelligence and machine learning. And this was right at the same time that unfortunately COVID hit the world. Um, mm-hmm. And and so, and, and you, David, you know, like me, um, you know, for, for small businesses and even larger businesses to survive, everything everything suddenly moved online like the idea of going into a restaurant was scary and so all of these restaurants had to had to get their online right. menus and online ordering set up and the cannabis world was no different right so suddenly in order to be successful in cannabis as a dispensary everything needed to move online and so the light bulb moment kind of came on for us to say hey Wes with Wes's platform that's been developed we can grab all of this new and v- very accurate online menus and, and, mer- and, and data from everywhere it comes from um, and merge it with all of our cannabis technology expertise and our analytics background and, and really provide something to the industry that we, we felt was, was lacking um, and act- actionable data to, uh, you know, to, to really empower organizations of all sizes within cannabis. Yeah, okay, perfect. Take a stand, drill down. Like, what does what does hoodie bring then to an MSO? What does it bring to brand? What does it bring to dispensary and investor? You know, in in more so, specific terms, yeah. so, so, our, so people our, can understand. Yeah. So our our goal, listen, our goal with hoodie um, is to be tracking every product and every dispensary in every state and province every single day. Um, and so we we really and by track, what do you mean, like? We we like we obviously capture, sales, I guess. But yeah, we kept we kept we capture information on availability. We capture information oh, okay. on price. We capture information on promotion. Um, we capture information on loyalty. Um, you know, and so oh. uh, you know, a dispensary, and we 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 do a lot of work with GPS phone signals. Um, you know, and, and bringing that into the equation as well. Uh, and there's a, a whole, whole bunch of other data sets that we that we ingest to to be that's part of kind of the encyclopedia of what is now hoodie. Um, and, and through all that data, I mean, to be specific about it, um, you know, we, we, we provide access uh, to, this, to, to information to help a brand or an MSO or a dispensary understand really what's happening outside their four walls, right? So, you know, if I, you know, I, you know I've worked with a number of dispensaries um, in, you know, my early consulting days, and we were great at understanding what's happening in their business. We could do price analysis. And figure out, you know, if I price something at 30 bucks instead of 40, it's going to give me X amount of incremental sales. And we'd be great at figuring out how much we needed to bring, bring on shelves to manage our assortment and replenishment. But what we didn't really have any, any visibility to was what was happening to the guy across the street from our dispensaries and how that impacted our business. And, and so, so Hoodie starts to illuminate that, right? So now as a dispensary, I now not only can see what's happening in my dispensary, but I can see what's happening. I can have a much better handle of what's happening to the guy across the street, who who may I, I who I may learn I'm actually not competing against because they have a completely different set of customers, and I'm actually competing against the guy one mile up the road oh, wow. yeah. for the same customers. Right. And so and so now that I know 
kind of who I'm competing with, I can start studying things like their assortment. So what products are their consumers looking for? What price points do they have that I don't? What, what products am I missing in my dispensaries that I need to be bringing in that are going to help drive my sales? And so getting that kind of full circle competitive intel to a dispensary is, is critical for them to be able to, to make better decisions. Um, and then, you know, from, and, you know, flipping that, that on its head, and let's talk about it from the brand perspective, as you, you requested, you know, if, if I'm the head of sales for, you know, for Wana brands, you know, or, or take, you know, any, any brand out there, just using uh, Kiva, Wana, uh, you know, pick your favorite gummy. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, that they, that is, is critical to their success is ensuring that, that they are getting all, that they're doing all of the tactical things that are going to drive their sales. In the CPG world, you know, we talk a lot about leading indicators of sales. Um, right, of course. You know, and so, you know, in, in CPG world, it's, it's, you know, you, you may have heard the term DSMP, it's distribution, shelving, merchandising, pricing, right? right? It's those things that I can control. And if I control them, then it's going to influence the sales that I'm going to get. And so it's the things I can control now that are going to, are going to ultimately gonna, be the outcomes right. that I'm looking for, right? right. And, and so, so what Hoodie allows our, our brand clients to do is to, is to understand all those DSMPs in real time. So as a simple example, um, you know, you, you may, you know, if I've got a, I've got five core SKUs I want to have at every dispensary in, in, uh, in Chicago, if I'm in, in Chicago, um, Hoodie's going to tell us today, what is, what is my current, what are my current points of distribution um, for those score? You know, so how many dispensaries have those, have each of my SKUs and then, and then how many do they have of each one? But more importantly, it's gonna it's gonna tell me the minute that a dispensary stops carrying me, or or I'm no longer available for a consumer to buy, right? Mm. Because that that and and you know and that's just the tip of the iceberg. What it's also gonna tell you is has one of your competitors come in and taken that shelf space, or 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 hey has has the dispensary that you're partnering with just taken your price up by thirty percent? Your customers are no longer buying it. And so all of these leading metrics we're able to provide to our clients in real time and very and, and depending on their level of sophistication, either bite-sized chunks or, or fully operationalized through integrations with their ERP system or their CRM system. So, so they can truly start moving towards data-driven decisions across the, the company. We are talking to Chris Walker of uh, Hoodie Analytics and learning about uh, data uh, I certainly am. Um, I have a quick question. Uh, yeah. Um, you mentioned 8,000 8, um, dispensaries, which is where your data comes from. Is that right? It's it's one source. Of like, where does the data come from, yeah. by the way? And, and maybe you could, yeah. like, how do you get it? Yeah, we, we bring data in. From... Making phone calls, like, hey, what's your sales today? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, people running I, around? I feel like we, 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 we do have some people running around, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, the, something you know, tells me it's more than that. Yeah. yeah tech technology has, uh, has, has come, has come far since uh, run, running around yeah. and knocking on, knocking on doors and begging people for their data. Um, right. And so, you know, the reality is we bring data in from a, a number of sources. Uh, you know, the prime, the prime, we do a lot of, of data crawling and data mining in the same way Google would, you know, Google goes out and, they're indexing the world, and we do we do something very similar for cannabis. Um, and so, oh, okay. yeah. So we we are 
Um, you know, so we are bringing in massive amounts of data through that every single day. And again, Wes's AI platform is really, you know, really enables that. Um, you know, and on top of that, you know, we are bringing in, you know, GPS phone data, you know, so there's so literally- explain that, what, what, what is that? So anytime you are, so there's a number, you know, many times when you're using an, an app on your phone, um, there's availability, you know, that, that, that app is going to be, is going to be helping for you to, uh, it's going to be looking for, uh, you know, your location. And so, and so we've geofenced every single dispensary out there, as well as fun things like pizza, you know, the local pizza place and stuff like that. And so we know for a decent amount of phones, when they cross into a dispensary, and we've got all the parking lots mapped as well. Okay. Um, and so we know that if, you know, and so by getting all those phones and, and knowing when they're in the dispensaries, you can start doing things like looking at foot traffic. And then we, we also know longitudinally where else that phone is going after this, after their visit to this dispensary. And maybe they're going to the dispensary across the street, or maybe they went to the dispensary across the street a week ago, and now they're coming oh. back because they didn't find what they needed with us. Right. And then we also know where those phones stop at night, like not, not down to a person's house, so don't worry. Uh, I'm, yeah, not coming to, yeah. I'm not coming to pay you a visit, but but what that allows us to do is to apply demography and demographics. Gotcha. Um, so you can start saying, "Hey, my dispensary seems to be getting you know all of these young cool kids, and the dispensary across the street is doing a real good job with the retirement home next door." And so, completely different customers, completely different products right. that we're looking for. Oh, but that, that's, that's, an, that's another bit of insight. Um, and then the third is- Or how far they're driving and who, because everyone thinks people drive, but maybe it's just, uh, you completely. draw a little circle around it. Uh, no, and, and, yeah, or not, a, or it could be yeah, much so, bigger. Yeah, to your point, there's so many assumptions that everyone everyone makes around who their consumers are and who they're competing with. And you know we've got the data to help support a lot of that. Um, okay. And then the, th the third is we do get a lot of contributed data from our clients and our, and our partners. And so- you know, if, uh, oh, if a brand gotcha. subscribes um, or a dispensary subscribes and they want to save a few extra bucks, you know, they will contribute their data into our ecosystem. And, and that, you know, that allows us to, you know, to, to do a whole bunch of cool things around sales forecasting and measuring velocity of, of sales. Oh, neat. All sorts of fun stuff. Oh, neat. So let's I'm listening to this. At this point, yeah. I'm going, OK, I'm sold. You've convinced me. <laughs> You're an easy, uh, you're an easy target there, man. <laughs> yeah, relatively, but I'm like sold on the concept. I don't know that, um, but I'm nervous. Yep. Because this sounds like a lot. It's one of those things that, yeah, maybe it's easy for you, Mister. I spent my life in data and analytics, <laughs> how on, or some MIT graduate. Yeah. It's me. It's this yep. dumb guy who's in, doing, who just, you know. But I'm doing well. So take me through. Okay, I'm a small dispensary. Yep. Maybe I have two or three, four locations. Yep. Where should I start? What should I do? What is the low hanging fruit, big bang for the buck that you would recommend? Yeah. So I will, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll answer the, this in two, pa two parts for you. Um, you know, the first, first thing is uh, all of your listeners should, should, you know, it'd be useful for them to know that when they join us um, and they sign up as a client, they're going to be introduced to a wonderful team led okay. by one of my partners, Kelly Bernazza Hall, who will hold their hands. Everyone know, relax. Relax, yeah. Dave. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> Beyond so, that, though, you're going to help yeah. me. I get it. But in a serious yeah. way, it's not, it's, this is a, this is a probably a, an inch wide to mile deep. It's analytics. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where do I want to give so, me uh, some feel? 
so as a brand, the first thing you're, you're going to want to do is, is to make sure that you have a good handle on what your daily life looks like and, and how you as an organization want to consume data. Maybe you don't want to uh, ever touch That's a computer. A, you, just, right. you, just, you basically just want to get an email in your inbox to say, or a text message to say, hey, um, guys, we just, we just lost three products at this dispensary yesterday. And so depending on your needs and how, you're, how sophisticated your organization is, we've got different ways that our clients can consume the data. Email alerts you know, are very simple. Everyone, everyone can get noticed. You know, and, and some of our even very small clients, they will set up their world to say, hey, on Tuesday, I'm going to go visit Ann Arbor, Michigan. And so I just want to know on Tuesday... You know, what are all what are the priority accounts that I should be visiting in Ann Arbor, Michigan, based off of off of their overall sales of my product this past week? And then how many products they, they might have delisted of mine? And because those are the guys I want to call and make sure that I'm getting I'm giving them more stuff. And rather than going in and looking at a fancy report or even our mobile app, which is exciting and um, and, and very easy to use, maybe you just want an email that says these are the three or four um, top priority accounts that you should be visiting today. And that 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 just gets you started. And you know, I guess my recommendation for any of your, you know, any of your listeners is, you know, data, data is power. Um, you know, data is going to affect. You know, leveraging it well is going to allow them to make more money. And that's that's what we're focused on. You know, you should not be investing in data if you don't have a a process and the ability to activate against it to make money. But again, that's what our team is so oh, good that's at good is advice. to, is to walk you the, through that process. Yeah, pick the pick what you can do. Pick a target. Complete. I want to accomplish this goal with my data, not yep. boil the ocean. Just tell me about X, Y, or Z, and maybe not, maybe not Z, just X and yep. Y, maybe yep. just X. But yeah, complete, X complete. infinite, I guess, is what you're saying to yep. me. There's no one magic thing, but the low-hanging fruit is pick something and then dive into it and then build yep. the expertise. Compl completely, right. Dave. And, and, gotcha. the, and yeah, and, and within, you know, within that, you know, if you're a dispensary, maybe it's like, hey, I, I want to make sure that my, my price is competitive to the guys that I'm competing with. And so, and right. we can, we can set up, we can set up a report that lets those dispensaries know the minute that the two or three dispensaries right across the street from them, you know, have taken price down on one of their core items that they're notified and then they, then you can choose, right? But you can, you can create all of it's fully customizable. So you only right. see what you care about. And, you right. know, and again, it starts somewhere, start small, but you know, I, I guess my encouragement to everyone is just you know, start, date, date, start <laughs> data, you know, leverage. It's like getting date. in shape at some point, you right. might, the best thing, go to the gym once, just once, yeah. <laughs> let's go, then maybe twice. Yeah. Um, we don't have much time left. Let me just ask you because I'm super interested. Is where where does Hoodie go from here? Yeah. You you have a obviously you you're starting to grow quite, you know, you have this tremendous data set. I hear a great, a great offering. When for what you can tell me, yep. <laughs> but it's not secret. We, we are listen, there's we've got a lot of exciting, you know, the the data and the you know, we we really believe the hoodie data can become the currency for the industry. Um, you know, there's no barcodes in cannabis right now, right? And uh, you know, and 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 we we are, our platform and all of our energy with our partners is really focused on providing you know current clean data for the industry and to be to be really the you know to facilitate connections between brands and dispensaries and between consumers even right. And so just to give you a sneak peek. You know, our, you know, we, we do, you know, we are the same data I'm talking to our, our brands and our dispensaries about 
consumers can actually, you know, get a get a little taste of as well if they visit askhoodie.com. Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah, so askhoodie.com is our consumer version of uh, of this, and um, a lot more exciting things will be will will come out. Oh, will that's be coming, cool. Coming there in the future. That would be but, cool as a consumer. I'd love uh, to see some yeah. trends and data because now it's overwhelming your google you get you don't know what to think or believe well it's not even trends right dave but like if you if you you want you want to know the minute watermelon can of sours is on sale within yeah. 10, 10 minutes of you and get an sms like that's pretty powerful and we've, yeah. we've got census access to all that information that's amazing. To, to give you that detail we have been chatting with chris walker of hoodie analytics um you can go to at soon ask hoodie.com but, or for now, Hoodie Analytics. And the hoodie is H-O-O-D-I-E, hoodieanalytics.com. Check them out. Um, it sounds like anyone who wants to drive some intelligent decisions based on data, at the very least, check it out. Yeah. It sounds like a great offering. Really, thank you so much. Uh, this was very interesting. Yeah, thanks for your time, Dave. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you and your listeners. Thank you. And we will be back with more of... The Business of Cannabis. Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. Welcome back to the business of cannabis. Interesting conversations with Nick Soziak of uh, Counter Biotech, Chris Walker, Hoodie Analytics. Um, I asked the questions, uh, I hope, the hard ones that I promised at the top of the show, and they certainly answered them. Counter uh, 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 will simply exploit its internal expertise to produce the best quality cannabis and then they um then they'll use an advantage which you simply can't fake which is a lower energy cost which is the largest single input for a producer uh you can talk about having the best cannabis or the most unique genetics or any other advantage one thing you can't fake is the what you actually pay for the for the energy so so interesting because that speaks to um Cannabis as a commodity on some level uh, and economies of scale and exploiting those two factors. But that doesn't make it easy. And I think that's the point they're making. Uh, somewhat, I, I was thinking as I was talking to Nick, you know, like cars are a commodity. Clearly, it's all about economies of scale and investment um, and low cost uh, production. But it's not easy to build a car. There aren't that many car companies. There aren't that many people who can do it. So if you can do it at scale and create a, a quality product, which is not easy to do, but it's doable, then you have a tremendously value, valuable uh, offering that would be hard to dislodge. Uh, they have a road to a road the, the road to hoe, as they say. Like this, is not going to be uh, easy to to expand to 1.65 million square feet of production space in Canada 
um, in Quebec. It remains to be seen uh, whether the demand is there for, for what they're doing. They're definitely, uh, it's impressive that they're um, profitable already. Uh, so they definitely count, the Nick's good at counting the pennies and, and apportioning uh, the costs. Uh, so that's that'll definitely a company to watch, uh, both as a, to see what they, they do and see if they become a major player, uh, but also as a test case, as a, as a model for other companies. Now, Hoodie Analytics, I do regret in hindsight, not asking about um, whether the hoodie is, is some reference to the shirt, whether it's a sweatshirt or, or it's what's under the hood. I suspect the latter, um, but I'm going to have them on the show again, so I'll, I'll, I'll ask them. Uh, I'm a, a relatively long-time digital marketer myself. Uh, my usual co-host, Matt Cook, couldn't be with us today um, even longer. So we don't have to be sold on the value of data and analytics. Um, but from my experience, the question is not data and analytics per se. The data lies uh, just like opinions and, and feelings can lie. Um, to some extent, those are buzzwords. It just boils down to how good is the data and how do you use it? Um, sources of cannabis and information that they're getting, it's not necessarily the most transparent information. And each state is different in, in the sort of the mosaic of the cannabis space in the US. So just having the data is not the answer. It's investing in what you do with it through people and through other tools that will really tell the tale. And just like uh, with what Nick was talking about, producing uh, high quality cannabis at scale is not easy. Even, even if you say the, buzz, the words cannabis as commodity, doesn't mean the commodity is easy to produce. It's not. And the same thing, it's not easy to use this data effectively. Uh, it's 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 almost uh, part of the the culture of the company, and nothing more difficult than than creating a real culture around uh, not trusting gut necessarily, or just trusting feelings or experience, but challenging that with whatever data points you feel are relevant. Uh, easy to say, hard to do. Certainly early days on some level, while this speaks to a bit of sophistication in the ca cannabis space, it's, I think there are, there are ways from being Netflix or Amazon in terms of their use of, of a data to, to analyze consumer behavior uh, and the best locations and uh, how to package and, and market products. Uh, you know, um, it, we're, we're a long way away uh, from reaching a real sophisticated uh, level of that. And Hoodie Analytics sounds like, uh, it, again, you either use Hoodie Analytics or use someone like them. But if you're not using them, then I'd be a little nervous about who is. Because there is a competitor out there who is maybe making better decisions who knows what actually is selling and what isn't, who is a little ahead of you in terms of trends. It's not just talking to some people or talking to your own customers. Uh, not that that's wrong, but they don't always tell you what you need to know. It's better to see 
them what they're doing in action. Well, lots so much more to talk about. I, I could almost uh, have them back on the show because uh, as I talk now, I just more questions come to me. Um, and we will. Uh, we love having people back on the uh, on the show to, to see the journey, to see the where they are, and then in the future, see see if there's do that gap analysis between what they said they were going to do and what they did uh, do. And so we, it'll be interesting to see if Canara can can maintain its profitability profitability in light of its expansion and in light of its major investments in cultivation space. And the same can Hoodie Analytics continue to grow its reach and improve its data and, and then show that in real terms. Until then, I would like to thank you all for joining me and listening to the Business of Cannabis. We so appreciate you and so appreciate all the comments that come in. Uh, thank to our sponsor, uh, Cash Tech Currency Products. Go to www.cashtechcurrencyproducts.com or cashtechcurrency.com, sorry. Um, to find out about uh, the cash management in the cannabis space. Until then, uh, I am Dave Sky. Uh, thank you for joining me. And this is The Business of Cannabis. The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.